Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Thanks for joining us on Racing Nation. It's now time for the Dynamic Form Ratings Review and Preview. Plenty to review, plenty to preview this week. Joining me now from Dynamic Form, Jack Smallhorn. How are you? Hey, James. I'm good, thanks, mate. How's the carnival treating you? <laughs> it's a long carnival. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a staying event, isn't it? Ultimate staying test. Ultra yeah. marathon. I know. And I'm not even drinking. I'm just up there drinking. I'm just trying to back a winner. So it's... Um, yeah. <laughs> Got a newborn as well to add into it, so... Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's all, it's all good. I mean, it, it keeps you very busy. And the week goes so quick because there's so much on, so it's good. It's hard to work out what day it is when you're sort of sitting there and you're feature racing on a Thursday or on a Tuesday, so all of a sudden you think, hang on, the next day should feel like a Sunday, but it's not. Yeah. That's the hardest part, I think. But uh, but yeah, wow, what a what a week it's been. As always, whether it's good luck or bad luck on the punt, there's always so many great stories, I think, that emerge from, from Cup Week and, gee, you could, you, know, you could pick a million so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's been... Oh, the racing's been unreal. And what about J-Mac on Saturday? I mean... <laughs> He is just unbelievable. Some of his rides on Saturday, um, and then again, I think he rode a treble yesterday, um, and even a $20 chance, which slipped under the guard of most people. So, yeah, he's been phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> we might just jump into a quick recap of the um, what's happened so far. So yeah, had, yeah. What did the ratings tell us from, uh, yeah, from the, the first couple of days of the carnival? Well, we had the Coolmore on Saturday, which was a... Geez, it was one of the... Uh, it was probably one of the lower-ranking Coolmores, but as far as a race and a contest goes, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, in secret, she was outstanding, and she ran a 66, which is a pretty high rating um, and a career peak for her. Some of the others probably not quite at that level. That's where it drops away a bit. Um, cool and Gatter was honest up on the speed, uh, just probably peaked late, and I don't know if this was an afterthought after being scratched from the um, the Moira, oh, the Manicato. Mm, so. A week prior, yeah. Yeah, but um, she ran it on a race. I think the third horse there I really like, um, Bonnes Notches. He um, he was second to Giga Kick two starts back, and then he's just motored home from a mile back there to run third in the Coolmore. So he's, I reckon he's got a big race in him in the autumn, and some of his prior runs, as I said, suggested that he can um, really, you know, figo or, or win one of these big group ones going forward. Jackano didn't have a heap of luck. I'd probably I'd forgive him for that. And um obviously he was off off a big run in the Everest, so he's gonna be a force in the autumn as well. But um yeah, pretty good race. As I said, these three year olds haven't rated through the roof some of these these group um group ones, but mm. good contest and obviously in secret she is she is top class. It's just more what's behind her. But um no, another really good addition to the race. The Derby, another, as I was saying, another trio race that hasn't really rated through the roof. Um, Man Zoyce turned the tables on Sharp and Smart um, after Sharp and Smart touted up in the spring champion. Um, Man Zoyce ran a 62 and a half, so yeah, about, you know, about mid-table there with our, with our Derby winners. Um, I'd, yeah, I just, I worry about these three-year-olds. I know we've still got what have we got, nine months or something till um, they turn four. But I just wonder if, you know, there's certainly no animos there, are there, that are going to come out and dominate as, um, as four-year-olds. So I just wonder how many of these three-year-olds are going to kick on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Sharp and Smart giving a great run there by McDonald and just just got run down late by Manzois. Um, not a heap to take out of the race, to be honest. Uh, they're all sort of at the end of their preps and 
as I said, we'll see how they come back in the autumn or if there's some fresher blood that we haven't really seen that might mm. emerge as late three-year-olds. Yeah, so I think it's a good point and around when we talk about what dynamic form offers in terms of ratings and things because the optics to the eye, that the, the, the champion stakes, the, the spring champion at Group 1 level, the format of it at this time of year has been incredible. Sharp yeah. and smart out of that race, as we know, of course, went on almost won a derby. Of course, we know the derby winner came out of it. Elliptical, which of course, was in that race, and then they went on to almost win the next start as well. And then she's extreme will come out and has, has come out and right. won an Oaks. Yeah. But I guess yeah. the thing is, it, that, but from it, a ratings point of view, they haven't been the highest rating of ratings yeah, well, compared all, to like an Animo, etc. Yeah, it's all sort of relative. So they're all still running against each other. So the form can hold up in the three-year-old, you know, year. Um, because, yeah, they're all running against each other. But I'm just wondering, you know, as they jump out of their three-year-old year and have to take on the older horses, um, if, yeah, certainly I don't think we've seen anything yet that's going to be sort of competitive in a Caulfield Cup or a Cox Plate mm. next year or anything mm. like that. Um, so we're sort of relying on something that either we haven't seen or is really lightly raced that might just um, go bang in the autumn and just come out of nowhere and, and um, yeah, stand up and take notice. So... Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong, great racing and, and, you know, the form within the age group stands up. It's just comparing it to um, previous years. Uh, the Empire Rose, good to see Icepath finally get um, yeah. get that group one. Um, I did have a little $10 save run. I just got thought, if she wins a group one without me after I've been on <laughs> most of this trip. So that was good to see. Um, Williams, that was a beauty of a ride um, to get her home up along the inside. Um, she ran a 60.5, so she's gone a lot better than that in previous Group 1s and actually been beaten. So probably gives you an idea of the strength of this race as well. Um, as we were talking offline earlier, how a lot of these races are getting diluted a little bit because um, Sydney's got such big races on as well. So um, with a couple of roughies filling the placings there and that Kiwi favourite looked to have every chance in fourth. Um, yeah, solid, solid race, but I wouldn't be um, jumping jumping for joy about the strength of it. But um, good to see Ice Bar get that Group 1 victory for sure because she definitely deserved it. Mm. Uh, we move to the Cup. So this is a bit of a brutal race, wasn't it? Um, yeah, when Knight's, Knight's Order couldn't find the front and from the 1,000, uh, Tim Clark just took off and just said, well, I've, I've got to make something of this. So it found plenty of them out late. Gold Trip was phenomenal, I thought, with 57.5. Um, I personally, that's what put me off with him. He had that great run in the Cox Plate, um, but I just thought 57.5 over 3,200 metres. And in what turned out to be a really, really tough staying contest, I thought he might be found out, but he was he was way too good. Um and he ran a pretty good figure there of uh, 66 and a half. Uh, behind him, they haven't, again, they haven't done much. Um, yeah, Emissary and Emissary and High Emotion obviously sat back off that, that hot speed with light weights and, and ran on really well, but um, they both sort of had every possible chance. Doville Legend, I thought, ran pretty well. He, he just sat just off that frantic speed and then was exposed really early at the top of the straight and sort of left there and he battled on pretty well I thought um, for what his seventh run or something so and first run in Australia so I thought he ran really well um, obviously wasn't good enough but ran really well I'll just say I don't we're talking about ratings a lot here and everything and the this Melbourne Cup I don't think we're ever going to get it back to 
what it was rating from a ratings perspective, just with all these mm. um, RV uh, vet scans that have come in. And a lot of the overseas horses now are just thinking, well, do I want to travel halfway across the world and risk being ruled out on a Saturday for a you know a minor little scan? Which I agree with the scans because the most important thing is that all the horses finished the race and, yeah, and exactly. got out unscathed. So I think the scans have have done a great job and and um but I just wonder, yeah, if, if we're gonna get, you know, that big influx of overseas horses like we used to, which is probably a good thing because I mean the everyday punter sort of I think they're better off seeing a couple of runs in Australia and having local horses to bet on than um trying to work out, you know, twelve overseas horses more lobbing here for the stuff. So yeah, as far as a ratings perspective, the cup I think is never gonna really rate through the roof anymore, but Still, obviously, a great day and a, and a really great betting race to um, to try and work out. All right. Well, that's a bit of a look at the the recap of what has been a very very big three days thus far. We go into day four, the the day they've dubbed uh, Champions Day, and look, well, whoever's idea it was, it's uh, I think it's paid dividends because gee, well, <laughs> what a day we shape up to here, and 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 I think ratings would be all important to talk about here because see, there's some really really good race horses going around in these three big group ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've done so well to just make this sort of the the grand final day of the week. Um, yeah, some great contests, and I think they've probably got New South Wales to thank with uh, the Everest for this um, contest in the Champion Sprint with Giga Kick and Nature Strip. Um, we've got Nature Strip on top, and pretty pretty clearly a couple of lengths clear of of Giga Kick. He's just such a good straight horse. Um, we saw that uh, at Ascot. Um, I'm just expecting him to to just stroll along out there, out He's drawn the outside on the outside as well, which is you know, an even bigger bonus. So mm. I'm just expecting him to stroll along out there and about the four or 500 metres really put the foot down and, and break their hearts. Um, Giga Kick, what are you getting? $2 Nature Strip, 6 Giga Kick. Maybe they could be a little closer. Giga Kick did beat him fair and square in the Everest and he's also a proven Flemington straight horse. Um, he looks the main danger, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm sort of potting the rest of them a little bit. I just I can't really see anything else winning. I know Bella Nipotina is flying, but all of her real good Group 1 ratings or, or best ratings are at Mooney Valley. Um, so, yeah, I just want to see her do it in a in a real big race um, at Flemington and, and, you know, and see if she can test these. But oh, no doubt she's absolutely flying. Um, but... Yeah, I'd I'd just have to favour obviously Nature Strip and um and the three year old Giga Kick. The other thing with Bella Nipotina, she's drawn towards the inside, so um I know the track evened out a little bit yesterday, but I'm just wondering where they head tomorrow. Normally I prefer down the straight to be drawing those wider gates. Nature Strip clear on top there in the Darling Champions Sprint. It's the first of the big Group 1s there. The race 7 on the card, the Kennedy Champions Mile, obviously over the mile at Group 1 level. And uh, again, a really interesting race, this. Yeah, a couple coming back from the Cox Plate. Um, you've got Private Eye coming from through that Everest form and then won the, the Nature Strip last um, week. So, yeah, they're coming from everywhere. We've got the Turak winner um, in Tuvalu. So, um yeah, they're sort of merged from everywhere to um to be a part of this race. Uh, the ratings have found Alligator Blood here, who comes back from that really big run in the Cox Plate where he sort of had to test Zaki, sit outside, um, and really fought on tenaciously. I thought if he found that position outside Zaki, he'd be running, you know, eighth or ninth in the Cox Plate, not um, not battling on and running 
running fifth. So he was enormous in that race. He should be able to find the front here, barrier three, find the fence. Um, he's a lot better suited back to the 1,600 metres and on a drier track. So he's the main danger looks Private Eye, obviously, who is going through the roof as far as um, performances go. But he's going to be probably, what, three to four lengths off Alligator Blood straightening. Um, King Clark's a great judge of speed on Alligator Blood, and I just think he, Private Eye might have to run, which he, he, to be fair to him, he probably could, but he might have to run some freakish last 600 metres to um, to be Alligator Blood. So at $7, um, the ratings have got him rated to $4 chance Alligator Blood. So $7 up on the speed, making his own luck. I think he's probably the way to go there, Alligator Blood. Um, over Private Eye, who's you know going to be back in the field and need that touch of luck. All right, let's have a look at the final Group 1 of the Carnival. It is the Tab Champion Stakes 2,000 metres. Group 1 weight for Rage, almost Cox Plate 2.0. You've got, of course, uh, Animo undefeated this preparation on Thunderstruck. So they're in the Quinella, of course, in the Cox Plate, but a few of their other rivals... There as well, Zaki among them, Mawunga. And yeah, a little bit of different form there as well. The elliptical comes into this race as well. So yeah, what a way, what a way to finish the Group 1 segment of the Carnival. This one, the champion stakes, well named. Yeah, yeah, it's going to finish with a bang, isn't it? Um, yeah, as you said, all the all the big guns from the um, Cox Plate are backing up. Um, and then you get Hinge from the from the Eagle who ran well. And then a couple of three-year-olds in there, which, which make things interesting as well. Um, I yeah, as I said, uh, when these two met after the Cox play, I just I don't think there's much between them. I just think it's just Animo's ability to to bounce and settle in a much better position than I'm Thunderstruck. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know got him putting his nose in front all the time. Um, I was very keen to try and you know work out how to how to get Animo beaten here and and be with I'm Thunderstruck. And the ratings have got Animo slightly ahead, like we're talking like half length or less, um, and I'm Thunderstruck, but from the gate, the gates again, like Animo's just going to bounce again, be straight behind the speed. Whereas I'm Thunderstruck, drawn eight, going to have to go back, find a bit of cover, try and you know try and unleash one of those booming finishes again. And can he give Animo three or four links at the top of the straight and run him down? Probably, probably not. Um, so yeah, we've ratings are with Animo um, narrowly and. I think from a punting perspective, you've, you've probably got to be with him as well. Maybe the bet here is, I know there's not much value, but maybe the bet here is Animo into Nature Strip and Little Multi. That'll probably get you around $4 or something. That's the way to play it. Um, there is another little bit of value in this race, I thought, with um, Maximil, who has come up okay on the ratings as well. He um, he should roll forward. He sit outside Zaki or maybe just off him and, Really, there doesn't look to be a heap of speed in this race, so they should get pretty cosy up front. He's a much better horse on dry ground. He's like a five-length better horse. We've got him on on dry ground, which he gets here. Um, And as I said, he's going to make his own luck up on the speed. Eight dollars the place. I think that's you know I think that's a great set to be honest. So maybe that's the way I'll be playing it. Um, Maximal throwing your multis or um, even have a place bet on. And if you want to take that double uh, nature strip into Anima, you're probably looking around the $4.50 mark or $4 mark. So that's probably the way I would be playing it. Um, yeah, I'd be shocked if... I know Maximal was beaten a long way in the Cox Plate, but that setup was just terrible for him on a on a very heavy track. So I'd be... I'd be expecting him to run a lot, a lot better race here on a on a dry surface and being able to just stroll along outside Zaki. 
All right, so that's a look at the three big group ones from a ratings point of view. So uh, let's help the punters a little bit of intel there. As you always say, dynamicform.com.au, it is serious punning, serious form. So Australia's most comprehensive uh, form guide. So you can jump on and have a look there. So dynamicform.com.au. And there's a good opportunity there for people to try a meeting on Dynamic Form for free. Yep, yep. And we will. We're just working on... Um giving some seven-day trials out um, over probably Christmas and New Year period, just for, you know, obviously a, a lesser time of year with as far as quality racing goes. So um, we're just working behind the scenes to develop, yeah, a, a seven-day sort of trial. We can go and have a look around, work out exactly what it all, what it all looks like, um, and then you can either choose to sign up or, um, yeah, or go your, <laughs> go your separate ways um, after that seven-day period. So, yeah, it might be something to think about during the... Uh, Christmas New Year period when people are on holidays and maybe looking for something to do. All right, so there you go. So there's a few things that are coming up. But yep, dynamicform.com.au present our ratings, review and preview. Fantastic final day of the carnival is coming up. So hopefully we've got the punters there with a bit of intel there to find a few winners and cap off what has been a pretty big week. Jack, as always, thanks for joining us on the program and look forward to talking to you next week. Yep, no worries. Enjoy Stakes Day. I'll see you later. Dynamic Form, Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. Every runner, every meeting across Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Singapore and other international jurisdictions. Personalise the form to suit you. Predictive rating for every runner. A comprehensive horse search database, speed maps, black books so you never miss a future winner. Dynamic Form and Dynamic Odds, the best combination in racing. Log on to www.dynamicform.com.au for a free meeting today. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.